You're listening to Not Your Average CEO Lifeline with your hosts, Danielle Cuomo, CEO, and Nicole Galicchio, LCOO. We are here to provide you with a vital lifeline to executive advice that you've never heard before. We have the resources and the tactics to help you reach the next level. Whether you are just starting out or you've been in business for decades, listen in for exclusive tips and content to meet your needs. Welcome back to Not Your Average CEO Lifeline. This episode, we are discussing all things organic marketing and growth. We have special guest Erica with us today, CEO of Brodo. We are super excited as she has quite the personal experience with organic social media growth. Welcome, Erica. Thank you so much. It's been a long time coming. Can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself so they can get to know you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So great to be on the show. Thanks for having me, Nicole. Um, My name is Erica Rinkin. I'm the founder and chief everything officer of Brodo, which is basically a better for you snack company based out of Toronto, Canada. Um, We do edible cookie dough. It has added protein, less sugar, cleaner ingredients. And then on the side, I have a passion project called Grow with Erica, where I basically teach founders, build their personal brand or their business and get seen online organically. So how did you get into organic growth? Is it something that you just said, I noticed my numbers are going up. I noticed I'm good at this. Or did you decide to take a cognizant cognizant step of going, okay, I think I can do this? Honestly, I did it out of a need um, because when I started my company back in December of 2019, I didn't really understand marketing and I didn't understand how much money went into it in order to sell a product and get brand awareness. So I thought, okay, what is the scrappiest way that I can get eyes on my social media, build brand awareness, get customers, like build that trust, right? So mm-hmm. that's when I started posting. Um And I didn't really have any money for paid ads. So within the first two years of building my business, I grew my following to like over 200,000 people just by posting really consistently and just telling myself, this is the only way (laughs) that this is going to work. I don't have money. I don't have any other resources and it's, I'm going all in or I'm not doing it all. So that's kind of the mentality that I had going into it. You still have that mentality today? I do. Um, And I'm very proud to say that right now we're kind of changing some things with the business, but I am very consistent. Um, And this year, specifically on LinkedIn, I am doing the 365 challenge, which is basically posting once every day. And we're on May 15th and I've stuck to it. So (laughs) I think that's that's all in. (laughs) Good for you. I I don't know if I would have that uh, availability, no less, to to do it every day. Do you... Do you schedule out or do you organically do it every morning when you wake up? Yeah, so I used to. I've been on LinkedIn now for over two years um, and it has taken some time for me to really figure out what works for me personally. And every Sunday night I sit down and I schedule all my posts out for the, the next week. Um, And it's really great because LinkedIn now has the scheduling feature within the platform. So you can just sit down hammer out some posts, schedule them, set and forget. And then I time block each day and maybe dedicate like an hour-ish to LinkedIn. And I have my notifications turned off so I don't have my workflow, you know, disturbed in the middle of the day because I know that can be a distraction for a lot of people. I love that you said time block. I'm a a big advocate for it. (laughs) I I completely agree with you there. It works. It works tremendously for me. Totally. So 
what would be your top three pieces of advice for someone who's looking to market organically and grow, right? They don't have the money for paid ads. They are, are not looking to just gain followers, but they're looking to engage and and really expand with their target audience. What would your top three pieces of advice be for them? I think the first one would be be consistent because um, I know some people go through these bursts of motivation and mm-hmm. they put out a crap ton of content and then they're feeling really drained. And oftentimes a lot of these people that are putting out content and doing the marketing, they're running a business or they're doing other things. And those things take a lot of time and energy out of you too. And then to add in personal branding that really isn't giving you that immediate ROI, it can be hard to keep up with it. So again, like implementing tools, like like scheduling and time blocking and just posting consistently, like figuring out, okay, is it realistic for me to post every day? Maybe it's more realistic for me to post every Monday and Thursday to start. Um, And then maybe from there, I can post Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, or whatever it may be. So I think set realistic expectations and be consistent. The other thing that I really... um, like to preach is the adding value piece. Like how can you add value to your community? Personal branding isn't necessarily about like, you know, bragging and putting out your accomplishments and talking all about you. It is sometimes that's great. People want to know about you. They want to know what you've done and what you've achieved and what you're doing. But I think also um, having an authentic voice that is going to resonate with people and add value. So what did you do this year that maybe was a lesson that you learned and how can it serve others? Like, how can you like share that information with your community? So that's the other thing I would say. The third thing is don't be hard on yourself with the content you're putting out because you're going to have, you're going to suck at the beginning oftentimes. Um, And again, progress over perfection. Like I'm a perfectionist. I remember when I first started putting out content, I would watch it over and over and over. I would do 10 takes. I would criticize every single thing that I said and the way that I like looked at the camera or if I said, um, too many times or whatever it may be, it's just a skill that takes time and you get better as you do it. But the only way you can get better is if you do it in the first place and you start putting out content. Um, so yeah, there's the, um, I still do the ums, <laughs> but you know, I think yeah. those, those are the three kind of things that I would say for sure. We, we definitely do the ums as well. Yeah. You had, <laughs> you had posted Erica, a, you know, I'm not even sure how I came to see your content on social media in the first place, but it was starting to flood my LinkedIn and it, it came to for me to say, let me look at this. I think this is interesting. If LinkedIn wants me to see, see this, um, <laughs> these posts all the time. And one that had caught my eye, you had posted, it was an old post about your progress to where you were and where you are now. And, uh, uh that really resonated with me as well. And I, I like that you said to have an authentic voice. I, I'm not sure a lot of people do right. They're trying to just pump out a whole bunch of content and they're just looking for content in itself, not necessarily are, am I speaking to anybody? Is it being authentic? Is it going to get me anywhere? And I think when it's not authentic, people get discouraged and that may lead to not being consistent. Do you have um, advice on how for them not to be discouraged when they're not seeing any progress? Yeah, I mean, I I came across this picture a few days ago and um, 
their two ladders that were beside each other there it was like a cartoon and the ladder on the right had really big steps and the guy was looking at the ladder and like couldn't take the steps because they were so far apart and then the ladder on the left it had tons of steps in this ladder and the guy was like halfway up so I think just like understanding that things take time um, and it can be very discouraging at the beginning and to put things into perspective across all my social platforms, I have maybe like 270,000 people, right? But I didn't have that at the beginning. When I started on LinkedIn in 2020, I had 12 connections. When I started on TikTok, I had a couple hundred followers and I would put out videos and people would actually comment. Like this one guy left a comment and it said, damn, three likes, that's rough. And it took oh, so long, it took so long for me to make that video. So I read that and I was like, that's really mean. And yeah. I'm, I'm posting, I'm posting all the time and I'm putting my heart and energy. And it almost is kind of embarrassing when you're like putting yourself out on the internet and you're talking to like a whole group of people, like you're, the way that your language is, like you think there's like hundreds of thousands of people watching you, but really you get like a hundred people and then three people engage with it. So it can mm-hmm. suck. But had I let that get to me and make me give up or whatever, get so discouraged, I wouldn't be where I am today. So um, consistency wins at the end of the day. And it's always discipline over motivation. I think just like doing it and understanding that it takes time. Um, the best things take time. And, you know, like you're not just going to build this really amazing community that trusts and loves you overnight. It takes years um but you know like everyone now it's very interesting I'll just like tell a quick story so there's a company that came to me like last year and they wanted help with organic marketing but they were doing lots of paid ads right so they ended up not not working with me and now they're coming back around and they realize how important organic marketing is and they're like we messed up we really need help with organic marketing because we have a great product but we we do not have a community and like that's something you can't buy you can't buy a community how do we win the trust over our customers? And especially now when people aren't spending the same and how are you going to stand out from the competition? Cause there's always going to be another um, product or service out there that's competing up against you. And how can you stand out? Right. So I think just, yeah, understanding that, and you can't throw money at things to fix things all the time. Um, so yeah, I guess all in all organic is super important and it is a slow build. Yeah, I think that's really, really great advice. Um, so what do you see or, or what is your experience where people don't have an organic marketing strategy? Why do you think the reason is for that? Um, you know, uh, like companies have a lot of money sometimes when they start their businesses, or um, I think we're also led to believe that it can't work and you can't scale it. I think there's a big misconception around it. But um, time and time again, especially now with the tools that we have available to us, like like Instagram and LinkedIn and social media is so powerful, even organically when you're not putting tons of money into it. Um, so I think it's very undervalued by a lot of companies or founders. They don't really see that it's a channel that they can could grow on their own personally, even like using their personal brand. Um, so I would say that's one of the reasons why. And, you know, like I think having paid advertising is really great. It can definitely help, but it shouldn't be like the whole cake. Like I think organic should be the cake and then the sprinkles and the icing can be paid marketing. I think a lot of companies have it backwards, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
That's a really, really great analogy. I think that makes a lot of sense. So, you know, the combination of that is important. Um, Like you wouldn't want to have a cake without frosting, but with sprinkles. I think that that makes a lot of sense. I love that analogy. Um, So if you could share with our listeners something that you would tell them, you know, start doing this immediately, start doing this today. What do you think that would be? Start brainstorming content. Um, and again, like, I, I guess figuring out what your niche is, right? I kind of stumbled into marketing. I went to school for psychology and I started my own business. And I, again, I had no money, so I had to wear all the hats. And that's why I call myself the chief everything officer. It's not a role I love all the time, but um, it's something that I have to do. So I found myself really good at marketing and now using like my social media, like LinkedIn specifically um, on how to like teach others how to market themselves or their businesses. And whenever I'm creating content, um, majority of it does revolve around that. It's like, okay, how can I help my community? How can I add value and teach them and give them the tools that they need, right? So I think for your listeners, maybe sit down, figure out like what you're good at. Um, how you want to come across online like what are your goals what do you what do you expect out of it because usually how it works is you have to give 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 and then someone's going to come to you and you're gonna you're gonna have an offer and they're gonna take it and then you give 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 then you have an offer right you can't just Mm -hmm. come out of the gate and be like i have a course or i launched an agency and i'm looking for clients like you have to give and build that trust so just making sure that those things align um, and that you're you're adding value. And again, tapping on those three points, like you're being consistent and being authentic. That's perfect. I think that's that's really great advice. And and so I think definitely, you know, the name of our show is not your average CEO. And I think you've shared with us a lot of information that just showcases that you're not the average CEO or chief everything officer, as you say, um, which I love that. But how do you feel that you became not your average CEO? How do you feel like you, you know, began doing things outside of the box and doing it so successful? I think again, um, I'm like so grateful that I had almost no money to start my business because it forced me to do things that were very uncomfortable for me, like going on camera and, um, even podcasts and stuff and just doing whatever I can to get my name and my brand out there. So that really forced me to be like, I guess, not your average CEO and wear all the hats and be boots on the ground and doing everything from marketing to operations to, um, yeah, like manufacturing and delivering orders. Like I even did that at one point. Um, it's really cool to, I guess, have hands on all aspects of the business. And then now I kind of figure out, okay, I'm really good at this and the stuff I can start delegating. Um, so I guess to, yeah, to answer your question, I was kind of forced <laughs> into doing everything. And um, again, like marketing, that was a huge thing that um, I didn't really understand and didn't know that you needed money for. So when you don't have money, you're forced to do things that are a little bit different and outside of the box. I, I I completely agree. Danielle and I talk about this often that you also can't know your service and lead your company without knowing every part. And, and that's just my opinion, right? If I was selling wine, I, and I hadn't tasted my own wine or, or knew what went into it, how can I market it? How can I sell it? How can I have others gain trust in whatever my product is? So 
I align with you in that way, Erica. I think you you have to uh, in order to be successful and in order to connect with your your target audience or who whoever your customers may be. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think it also so I'm I'm probably not your ideal target market, um, but just from engaging with you on social media and then seeing, you know, people post on my personal social media who are looking for your product, I've automatically recommended, you know, you should try this out. I I've um seen the CEO's content on social media. I think you should try her product and have subsequently marketed for you. Um, so I think that just organic marketing is not just targeting who your customer is, but I think it ends up trickling down the line of, of referrals and recommendations without you even knowing it. So can you, uh, lastly explain to our audience what being not your average CEO personally means to you? I guess for me, um, yeah, I mean, CEOs, when you think of a CEO, you think of very buttoned up corporate at the top, you know, um, giving orders, managing, but I see like a, not your average CEO is someone who is boots on the ground, has their sleeves rolled up, is working with their team members directly, rather than it being kind of like a hierarchy. It's kind of just like everyone's at the same level doing the same things and figuring things up together. I guess it's very startup. That's kind of how I see it. Um, and that's how my business operates. And I have one full-time employee and we work together and uh, yeah, it's teamwork, I guess. Leadership. I yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree. So can you tell our audience where they can learn more about you? Yeah, so uh, you can purchase, well, I mean, you can't now, but you will be able to <laughs> purchase our <laughs> products. Um, we're launching new products in the U.S. in a few months and our website's brodo.ca. And then um, you can connect with me on LinkedIn, Erica Rinkin. And then my website is growwithericacom Thank you so much, Erica, for all your insights. I hope our audience took, you know, away what I took away with building trust and not getting getting discouraged and having an authentic voice. I, I thank you so much for joining us today. It was it was really meaningful. Yeah, thank you so much. I have long believed that strategy was the answer everyone would be making millions, which is exactly why when it comes to having a truly successful business, mindset is just as important, if not more important than the action you're currently taking. That is why in the online space, you can see entrepreneurs who are thriving and those who are still trying to hit their goals, yet are doing exactly the same thing. The reason that they are getting different results is not because of the action they are taking, because the action is exactly the same. It's because of their mindset. It's because of how they feel about selling, about receiving money, about themselves. When you shift these things, when you create a confident, strong mindset that backs the kind of success you want in your business, success is so much easier to attain. So if you want to plug into a world, you want to know a little more about how to use mindset to grow a truly dreamy and profitable business, then follow me on Instagram at it's Ashley Camilla. Or you can check out my website, www.ashleycamilla.com. Well, Danielle, I thought Erica's take on organic marketing was spot on. I think she's done a fabulous job of marketing her brand and her services in a way that isn't spammy and and old. It's it's done very organically, not through ads or any extra 
fluffy stuff. It's just her. Um, I think that that's something a lot of business owners are missing. You know, that personal one-on-one connection and true engagement that is needed to grow a, a, a true brand with an audience that in, interacts with you regularly. Yeah, and I think that's that's really important. And, you know, a lot of our clients, um, in my experience, uh, focus a lot on paid ads and um, in other paid channels um, like social media and email marketing and SEO. Um, but really what we're talking, what we've spoken about with Erica today um, is in my mind can be a lot more valuable and, and relevant because uh, the marketing that she's doing really aligns with um, you know, her audience's interests and needs. And I think that that piece um, is really valuable and, and really overlooked a lot of times. Three, and I, I think it, it doesn't even have to be something that, or, or someone that aligns with your brand, right? I was definitely not on LinkedIn when I met Erica looking for what product she has. I was not looking for um, a, a cookie type dough by any means, but somehow she came across my feed just, you know, through an algorithm or organically. And what she had to say, uh, I guess, aligned with what I searched for on LinkedIn. And maybe that's why it came up, but her brand specifically isn't what targeted me by, by any means. Yeah. And I think that's really the key to engagement and um, and a lot of what she talked about with us, because it's really a two-way street. Um, and I think it's, it, she shows us how important it is to, to listen to your audience, to listen to what people are um, talking about and wanting to hear about and responding to that. And she's been able to do that and, and relate to that in a way that, as you said, you weren't searching for edible cookie dough. That's not something that was top of mind and, for you. And just organically, that's how it popped up for you. So what do you, I want to talk about Google ads for a minute, because I know a lot of our audience uses them and may not know how to use them properly or if it's worth it. What are your, what's your take on Google, Google ads? I think a lot of what I've seen with a lot of our clients is that they will um, sometimes put all of their eggs in one basket with Google ads. And I think any type of paid channel, whether that's on Google or Facebook or sponsored posts elsewhere, um, do have a place in an overall marketing strategy, but it's definitely not um, you know, where you want to spend all your time or money. Not only um, is it expensive, but there are these organic channels that um, obviously are you know, more cost-effective and can, can often be um, better for your engagement levels. So I think it's better to look at it as part of a overall strategy. I agree. And I know that paid ads works for most, but I think the organic approach is definitely overlooked a lot. Um, you know, people may think, okay, if I throw $500 into ads, maybe I'll get 10 new clients and it'll equate. But Think about how much time someone could spend making those personal connections and engaging with your audience for that $500 that could grow it faster, right? Through referrals or through um, just exposure of your website much quicker, I think, than, than ads themselves, whether it's Google or Facebook. And a lot of our clients, when I talk to them, 
they want to do ads on every channel and spend some money here, some money there. And I'm not sure that's the right approach either. Choose, I think, one or two channels and stick to it and make sure that you're not throwing money down the toilet. It, yes. it can it can be a runaway, especially if you haven't set it up correctly. You may start out and all of a sudden see a $2,000 bill from your paid ads and say, what the heck happened? Um, because sometimes how to limit the payments is a little tricky on purpose. So mm -hmm. I think that's something to consider if if you're looking into ads or organic marketing. You know, like you said, part of the whole strategy Maybe it's a portion, but it definitely shouldn't be the end all. Yes, exactly. So the last thing I want to talk to you about is, or talk about just in general, is digital marketing and and how it flows from email marketing to ads to social media. When developing a plan, what would you say is the the number one thing our listeners should do to be cohesive, so to speak, in their in their digital marketing approach? I think the first thing is to begin with the end in mind. So, so often, um, you know, folks will just start off on a plan and they're throwing lots of money and effort and resources at all these different channels just to sort of see what sticks. And if you can really um, begin with the end in mind and work backwards. So thinking about what your measurable trackable goal is. Um, so you want, you know, X to increase your traffic by 25%. You want to have 25% um, more increase to your website or subscribers to your newsletter, whatever that might be. And, and working backwards from that, I think saves you both time and money. And it certainly saves you a lot of effort um, when you're starting out that way. I agree. And I think choosing the right platforms that maybe integrate and keeping it small and growing, don't all of a sudden buy the premium package because you heard this will work. Choose wisely, try free versions of things. Don't just think, okay, all of this money is going to solve my digital marketing issues and I'm, I'm going to get all of this inflow. I like the idea of, of working backwards as well and, and setting a goal, but making sure that you're consistent and set realistic goals. Sometimes thinking that I'm going to grow my following by 10,000 within the next two months and feeling like that's realistic and being upset when you've only grown it by maybe 200, yeah. take a step back and, and set really achievable goals and put a long-term plan together. But keep in mind that it takes a while. It's something that you have to be consistent with. And Erica definitely talked about it. She posts consistently every day. It's something that has taken years. It's not something that just happened overnight. And I know it's easy to get frustrated or feel let down about, and then just say, okay, well, it's not working. Let it, let's let it go. Um, staying on target is something that is going to equate to success in this space. You've been listening to Not Your Average CEO Lifeline with your hosts, Danielle Cuomo, CEO, and Nicole Glitchio-Ells, COO. This podcast has been sponsored by Virtual Assist USA. If you'd like to know more about the hosts or exploring virtual assistant services, visit virtualassistusa.com for more information.